She rocks, he rocks, we all rock. Sponsored by Coastal Youth Media. Inside the Working Narrative Studio. She Rocks Team Radio. I'm Braylon, and I'm here with Amari, Janaya, Arabia. And for news today, we have Janaya. Okay, so for my news is two mass shootings had happened. Um, one in Atlanta charged with killing eight people in three separate massage parlors last night, six of them Asian women. And another one was in Colorado. Last night here, we learned of the second mass shooting in less than a week in this country. And I have been noticing that there have been like a lot of shootings lately going on. So, um, how I feel about it, I wish that we could have like the only the police department and hunters have guns. But I know that most of the people that carry guns, they don't get it from like an actual gun parlor. They get it from uh, like illegal people or I don't know, people that just sell it for I don't know. With When it comes to like politics and everything and then they want to like put more laws and limits on gun control. And then people who have guns complain about it. To me, it really just seems like if you're using your gun in the right way, why are you complaining? Like the laws are just like a safety implement. If you're already being safe with like your guns and using it correctly, then what's the problem? You know, in a way, that's how I'm thinking. Maybe I don't understand it fully, but to me, it's more just like, you know, it's just safety laws. So you're complaining about the safety, you know? And now, like, we have these shootings now. People just giving guns to everyone nowadays. And now we are losing loved ones and people. And it's just it's just crazy to me. Like, I just, it's crazy. Yeah. I also think that they should, like, talk about it more. Because, like, I feel like nobody's really speaking on it. Or they're just letting it happen. So, yeah. I think they should start speaking on it. And what's also reminded me about that is the Asian American community, they was targeted in the nail salon. Um, it's like, it's kind of scary. Honestly, and like, it's so sad because like there's been a lot of Asian American hate across the world, like people just getting bullied and harassed or even like beat up or killed in the streets. And honestly, like they're not even safe to like leave their homes anymore just to go out and do their daily thing without being attacked. And honestly, it, it, it's, it's really sad. Honestly, I can't even imagine what I do think is unacceptable is the day of the shooting, the police officer or the trooper or whatever, honestly, I could care less, but he said, oh, he was just having a bad day. So when you're having a bad day, you just go out and shoot people? Because trust me, trust you, I have many bad days, okay? Like the queen of it, okay? And I don't go out and shoot people when I'm having a tough day. That's just not right. I'll say I feel the same way as what Amari said. She kind of took my words. But, you know, I feel the same. Like, little kids are involved and parents. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's just people. 
Okay, so now we'll be going to Fashion With Me. And so right now I have upcoming releases with shoes, the Legend Blue Jordan 11s. They, the release day is April the 12th. I don't know the price they'll be, but I do know that's all I know. And then some fashion um, shoes that are kind of out now are I saw people with platform crops and Converse's. I saw a lot of people with platform crops and I thought they were cute, but they kind of look like they're heavy. But what do you guys think? I mean, I'm about to buy myself some platform Vila's. So, you know, they about to be chunky and heavy, but <laughs> I know, I don't know. I think it's cute. Like, Personally, I feel like for the Crocs, it'd just be very styrofoamy. Like, I feel like it'd be like a light block that you're just stepping on. I don't know. I've never worn Crocs before, so I, I can't really tell you. Same. But I think I would um, want, like, the Air Jordan 11s. I could use some black ones, some white ones. Yeah. You know, just rocking my with my outfits. You know, just wear a little t-shirt and then just wear, like, some Air Jordan 11s. What about you, Arabia? But, um... What I have to say about them shoes, I will not wear them because it's just too much for me. It's too high. And I don't think they look cute. That's just my opinion. Well, your opinion doesn't matter. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> everyone's entitled to their own opinions, except Arabia. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So on to entertainment with Amari. Okay, guys. Here are the top 10 songs of the week. I'm going to start from the bottom going up. Number 10 is Once It Needs by Drake featuring Lil Baby. Next is nine. Number nine is 3435 by Ariana Grande. What a bop. Okay, I still play that song. Number eight is Mood by 24 Karat Golden featuring Eon Dior. Number seven is Levitating by Dua Lipa featuring Baby. Number six is Blinding Lights, The Weeknd. Number five is Save Your Tears, The Weeknd, two, two charts, oh, that's amazing. Number four is What's Next by Drake. Number three is Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Number two, number two has a special place in my heart. Leave the Door Open by Silk Sonic, Bruno Mars, and Anderson Pac. And number one is Up by Cardi B. That's, that's a bop in itself, but number two, Bruno Mars fan, okay, marvelous, okay, that's it. I will not take any disrespect of my mans, okay? So what do you guys think of the songs that are trying? Arabia, you can fight me, that's it. You can, you can truly, anyways, but what do you guys think of the lineup for this? Um, so... I really don't listen to any of the songs that you would say, but I did hear a few, like, drivers like that every time it comes up. I tried to listen to it once, but, like, a minute into the song, I just cut it off. It's a good song, but, I mean, I just don't like the lyrics in it, so I really don't listen to that one. Um, Mood, I really don't like that one too much. What are some songs that you do listen to? I listen to Blinding Lights. Um, okay. Anyone else? What do you think, Janaya? Um, I would say I like um, Ariana Grande, 34 plus 35, and Driver's License. And for me, I, Driver's License, it's a good song. It's just I'm tired of seeing it on TikTok. Well, that certain part on TikTok. 
and what's it called up i remember a lot of people were upset that she got um the grammy and little baby didn't get it because she was i don't know yeah but they was very upset the grammys in general was just a waste of time energy and um not really because some good um some good things came out of it like tiffany haddish she won the um woman's comedy award and there hasn't been a woman to win that since I don't know. I don't know the correct date, but I know the last woman to win the um, Women of Comedy Award was Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. So it was like really, truly, a, um, it was really, truly a blessing for her that she won. And she was super happy about it. Like she couldn't believe it. And honestly, Tiffany Haddish deserves it. She's a really good comedian. She makes me laugh. So I'm glad that she won the award. And um, I'm also, I'd also, what I didn't like about the Grammys was simply like how BTS's fandom, the armies, they really use them for views thinking that bts is going to receive um an award however lady gaga and ariana grande received it which no hate all props to them because you know they did their thing with rain on me and everything but like they really truly used army for the views and that made everyone upset about that but it is what it is maybe next year Now it's time for our hot topic with Amari. Hi, everyone. And today we have a special guest for our interview segment, Miss Carolyn Phillips. Everyone give a round of applause. I'm snapping. Fun fact, I just want to put that out there. She was my teacher in eighth grade. So it is so fun to be able to see her again. And I'm so glad you were able to come on this podcast. So let's start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself and like what you're doing. Well, Amari, so currently I'm still teaching the visual arts to middle school students, um, and I've been working very hard doing a lot of equity work and making sure that my students feel like they matter, um, regardless of what circumstance they're facing. So this special project that I've been, you know, invited to as far as with UNCW and our Just Us resiliency and art project has been a really play it's been a really nice it's been very close to my heart fabulous that sounds amazing so now I'm gonna get into the questions part and each of us are gonna ask you a question I'm gonna start off first so the first question is what exactly is the just us project would you mind explaining that to us or for our viewers or listeners (laughs) Absolutely. So Just Us is a pilot program that was developed through um, a UNCW professor, Janet Robinson, and she and others have kind of gotten together to put together a, a curriculum based around resiliency and using art and the language of art to express what it means to be resilient. So UNCW has chosen an artist, a nationally renowned artist named Dare Coulter, who is um, creating and erecting a sculpture called Because It's Time um, that will talk about the resiliency of Wilmington, specifically our Black Lives Matter, um, as well as thinking about where we go from here. 
And so my girls have had the opportunity to talk to Dare Coulter, the artist, um, via Zoom and get some critiques with their work, but also learn about her art and where she came from. She's a young woman, um, young African-American woman, and just beams with energy. Her work is about joy, but also about change. And so that is kind of your, you know, we're pairing the, the idea of, you know, pain is universal resiliency is universal. How are we resilient? Who holds us up? Who do we hold up? Um, and that's kind of the basis of, of the Justice program. What is your favorite piece or what are you looking most forward to with this entire project? So I don't have a favorite. I'm just super excited to see the entire series. We have 10 girls um, in seventh grade who have created an embroidery um, based around the idea of who holds them up when they need support. That sounds amazing. And honestly, I can't wait. I'm looking forward to seeing all the pieces and going there too. I'm going to try to like to schedule a day off work so I can go because this project just sounds so exciting. Now we're going to go to Breland so she can ask you her question. Okay, so I was wondering how many kids or students or schools are you trying to reach? That's a great question, Braylon. So as far as Myrtle Grove Middle School is concerned, so the group of girls I've been working with for the last month and a half on this project, we have 10, all females. We've all had to face different types of struggles um, in a sense of being a female, but we've also tapped into that side of our culture, our race, our age, um, our abilities, and that's been really awesome. As far as reaching more when it comes to this Just Us project, I'm really excited to see what the other schools and organizations that are that are working through this project with kind of will put out there and how we're being represented in in the Cameron Art Museum, which is, you know, the only art museum we have here in Wilmington, um, and and hoping that it will reach more, more girls, more minority groups, more, um, more opportunities for others to see even during this time of COVID. Janiyah, do you want to ask your question next? Yes. So my question is, what is the impact on the local community? So my hope is that from Myrtle Grove, from UNCW, from Wilmington, it will be something that, you know, kind of grows through the curriculum. My hope is in the next five years, we will have more of these programs in the state of North Carolina and hopefully, you know, beyond that, because it's a really important message. It's a very important piece that kind of brings the community together and a sense of tying art, which is so universal, with the idea of resiliency because we all face struggles, right? But also understanding that our struggles are different and we need to recognize that. Thank you very much. Next is Arabia. Can you please ask your question or may you please ask your question? So my question is, what was your inspiration? So this was not my brainchild of the idea. I was just fortunate enough to be a part of, of the pilot program. So as far as the inspiration for me personally as an artist, Carolyn Phillips, um, it needs to be done. Uh, we need to talk more about these particular issues when it comes to, you know, making sure that our young people understand that resiliency is 
important and that we all, and, and that we can learn tools to doing this. And me as the art educator, using art as a way, um, as an outlet to, to express those things, to be expressive of self and resilience at the same time. So I'm inspired just from the sheer fact that I get to work with young people that will eventually share their stories through this project. Um, but also, you know, I've always felt like I am a small part of a much bigger picture. So, you know, I just think that that has been the biggest inspiration for me and how I kind of operate as an educator, as a person, as a human, and as an artist. I'm, I'm so excited. Like I can't even, ah, I can't wait. I have to get my ticket so I can definitely go and see everything because I can just tell like how hard you all have worked on this project. I'm just so glad you're part of this, Amari. Like I, I'm beaming. I'm just beaming. <laughs> <laughs> so Miss Phillips, I have another question for you. Besides art, will the Just Us use other forms of creative outlets such as writing or music? So one of the pieces of the pilot program is a writing piece. So it starts with the art piece and the resilience piece, and then it kind of moves into telling your story through writing or through a podcast, which is also a creative outlet. And then also thinking about the idea of, you know, with social studies resources, um, but looking at like Confederate monuments. So Dare Coulter's artwork itself. Um the visual that you guys will be able to see once it's erected in, you know, at UNCW on their campus, um, it bases a little bit off the Confederate monuments, but, but switches the narrative. Um, the idea of uh, black cowboys, the idea of the Greensboro four, the idea of Emmett Teal and how his sculpture um, has been defaced, um, has been damaged based on, um, you know, over the, over the years and how artists have come together. And I know I'm going on a tangent and I apologize, but I think it's important to know the social studies piece of it. Um, so the artist is using material that is, you can't destroy it. You can't deface it. Um, talking about the, the coup d'etat of 1898, the Gullah Geechee culture with the indigo dye. Um, part of the project I did with my girls in seventh grade, we actually learned about the dark history of indigo dye and how, how you know, slavery was reinstated in South Carolina um, because of, of the worth of indigo dye. And those that were enslaved knew the craft and how to do it. And so the girls really kind of took that and, and you know, looked at, at that now, like, what does that mean? You know, how, how do I feel now about wearing denim? How do I feel about wearing the color blue? Um, but learning that, that history and then actually experiencing the dip dyeing process. And so we learned about that. So the fabric that we actually embroidered on, we dip dyed into indigo. We made our own. Um, we kind of just, you know, I don't want to say we said a prayer, but we, we brought in um, thoughts of those that lived that life. Paid your um, respects in a way. Yes. Paid respects. That's yes. So social studies is a big part of that, but the writing piece, Amari, to go back to your 
to go back to your original question, um, telling your story through writing or the creation of a podcast or the creation of some kind of multi-medium that, you know, isn't necessarily your visual fine arts um, is part of that too. I think it could be something that eventually, you know, grows into music because music could easily tie into, into this project as well. I know in Wilmington downtown, they've covered up some of like the Confederate statues. And as you can see, because, you know, they come offensive and it's like, it was sometimes it was mind boggling how like they kept them up without knowing or how we just really didn't pay attention to like the dark history surrounding them. So now I really do think that it is really good like that we have new statues now that represent good and represent like a new beginning. And we're honestly like kind of going back and like really just like kind of like how I said pay our respects to that because like I was looking at the statue like on the page and I was like this looks amazing like like I definitely would want to see this if I'm driving downtown in Wilmington to replace like all the other statues because that one it's literally it's an eye catcher it's literally amazing so definitely but to Breland your last question how can the community enjoy the project I think the community can enjoy the project in a sense of going to see it at the Cameron Art Museum. It does open the week of April 12th. Uh, Cameron Art Museum is allowing 22 guests per evening. I know for my my students, we get to go see the work with their parents on April 15th. And then I think it comes down on the 16th of April. Um, So I would love for there to be community involvement to actually go see the work and talk about it and have these really important dialects with young people because I think this is you know thinking about Amari and when she was in eighth grade this wasn't a conversation that we would have had but now we are Um, and so having these you know having art kind of start these really important conversations um, I would love for it to start there so I just really like want to wrap up and just like really give you like a really good thanks, Miss Phillips. Thank you for continuing what you're doing. And you're my art teacher, like you were the best hands down. And I'm really happy that you are just still out there still helping and inspiring children and educating them as well. I so appreciate it. This is a great experience. Thank you. Thank you. I wish I'd had one of my students with me um, to kind of discuss their experience too. But this has been amazing. So thank you. to our fun 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 topic with arabia arabia what do you have for us today so today is what is your favorite youtuber cory x kenshin hands down cory x kenshin i love him and i'm so sad because he's so close to 10 million subscribers and he said when he hits that he's gonna leave youtube and like i'm gonna cry i'm so sad but like I want him to thrive. Samurai forever. That's it. That's all for me. Corey X. Kenshin. Um, I would probably say Pretty Boy Fredo and um, Funny Mike, you know, H-A-G. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch YouTube. I used to, but it's just, it's just the YouTubers I did watch, they stopped being friends or stopped collabing. So I just stopped watching YouTube. And now the only thing I use YouTube for is probably music. Not even music. I just don't use YouTube. Honestly, me too. Ever since TikTok came out, I'm never, I don't have the attention span to watch YouTube videos anymore. 
So if they don't compact it into a TikTok, it doesn't get watched. But I make the time for my man's corn kitchen. He deserves it. Oh my gosh. What about you, Arabia? So I watch um Sniper Wolf and um the classic they do reaction videos. Oh, I lied. I do have a favorite YouTuber. Life with Lena. She's my favorite. She's so funny. And she's so energetic. And I don't watch her as much, but I used to. And she's still my favorite YouTuber. Have y'all ever um watched this YouTuber named Smoogio? Smoogio? Yeah. No, I haven't. Y'all need to get up with your games, nah. No, I'm kidding. Y'all need but, to get up yeah. with Corey Kenshin. No, we don't Janiya. care. No, we don't care. I don't care. Okay. When's our next meeting? Next Saturday? Post up. Be ready. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And this is Braylon signing off. This is Arabia signing off. This is Amari signing off. This is Janaya signing off. Sponsored by Coastal Youth Media. Inside the Working Narrative Studio.